It's not the heat. It's, not the heat. it's Wednesday. It's hump day. Y'all need to understand something. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Okay, so the studio is having an air conditioning issue. <laughs> y'all, we in here, we sweltering. All right. For y'all, for the people. For the people. Thank goodness I wear my hair natural because <laughs> the edge would have been a wrap. Well, this also, when I'm like, I kind of regret having long hair, because now I know how women feel when it's like hair everywhere. You're like, hair. I mean, hair. honestly, the back of my neck is really like, you can't put me up. Like, we can't, we can't do a ponytail. But so you have a ponytail in for a long time, Amanda, it creates like a tension headache, because it's like, I love that. If you have like, your ponytail too tight, I should say. And with locks, sometimes you gotta like make sure that that ponytail is in tight, so it ain't like falling all over the place. And now you got a headache. So you want a headache or you want just like freedom? Which, 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 what do you want? I know. I know. <laughs> um, that being said, I want to let y'all know that today is National Aunt and Uncle's Day. Oh, they get their own day. So, yeah, shout out to the aunties and the uncles. Um, it's also National Disability Independence Day. Commemorates the signing of the American Disabilities Act on July 26, 1990. Mm-hmm. The ADA. Uh, and then it's also National All or Nothing Day. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means, but it's basically YOLO day. All or nothing. Allows people to throw caution to the wind and go for broke. Oh, okay. The go for broke. I don't know if y'all want yeah, to do that. Yeah, seize the day. Que sera, sera. Like, whatever will be, will be. So, mm-hmm. Vinny Vitti Vici, all those things. <laughs> I have that tattooed on me. You know that? Vinny Vitti Vici? Yeah. That's my one tattoo. I've always wondered what that is because the beachy is so big and then this, this is a drunk college tattoo. Well, I got it when I literally turned 18. My very first tattoo. <laughs> All of us have one of... I feel like everyone who has a tattoo has a... This is my when I turned 18 tattoo. Yeah. And mine is a tramp stamp oh. that says Diva oh. <laughs> with a tribal design beneath okay. it. Because <laughs> it's like when you're in high school, you've been thinking about it, like what I'm going to get, what I'm going to get. Oh, I knew <laughs> what I was going to get. I was like, oh. And then my man at the time, he got praying hands. My brother has praying hands. My brother let somebody free hand a tattoo on his, on his arm, his friend. And I'm like, Josh, why would you do that? And he was mad it didn't come out right. I have a lot of tattoos that I'm mad that didn't come out right. Because I also just didn't know better. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just like, Amanda, why you did that? But the tattoos, that's the only rule I ever had. Not the only rule. That's one of the main rules my parents had. Well, like you couldn't get a, a tattoo until you were like 18. Like that was one of their like rules. I mean, when I got my tattoo, I came home, I was in the bathroom looking at it, and my mom came in and went, that is so stupid, and has literally (laughs) never spoken about it again. She said what she needed to say. (laughs) Well, we have said what we needed to say to start Mm -hmm. the show. What do we got coming up? Well, later today, we're going to talk about Nene Leakes and her her son. You know, he's battling addiction after a recent arrest. She gave her thoughts about... Just how, as a mother, sometimes you gotta let go. So we're gonna talk about that. Plus, UPS, their strike has been averted. We're gonna find out why. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Need them packages. Plus, we have a big up for Durant, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's did something very good. Very good. The industry. But this hour, we're gonna talk about Bronnie James um, going to cardiac arrest. We're also gonna talk about 60-second headlines and the Department of Justice is suing Texas Governor Greg Abishaw, as they should. And we're gonna There's a lot going on in Texas, by the way. So much. And it's just one only one of the stories, guys. <laughs> only one. 
So we got a lot to cover, all right? You know what to do. Keep it locked right here. Remember, if you miss any of the show, go to wherever you get your podcast and find it. And we will be there. You can also check out the latest episode of Small Doses. This week's episode premiering today is... Side Effects of Healing After Loss. In honor of Young Dolph's birthday, mm-hmm. uh, we are airing an episode with his widow, his wife, Mia J. And I got to tell y'all... It's one of my top three favorite episodes, and I have done 267 episodes of Small Doses. You went syndication. <laughs> it's one of my top three favorite episodes. If you're a Young Doll fan, you're going to learn so much about him as a person. If you are just a lover of love, it's a great episode. And also, if you've gone through loss, mm-hmm. it's also a fabulous episode just to, you know, she her healing process, just her outlook, her perspective, I think is one that so many of us can learn from. Mm-hmm. Um and her openness and how she spoke about it all to us. It was a gift. It was a gift. So make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcast. And tomorrow you can watch it on YouTube and Amanda Seals TV. We got more show for you. Don't move. We'll be right here. Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Let's get into some Black Hearing News. All right. So the U.S. Department of Justice is suing the state of Texas over its use of floating barriers in the Rio Grande, which Governor Greg Abbott has argued it is intended to deter migrants from crossing into the state from Mexico. So the Department of Justice is seeking an injunction to bar, to bar Texas from building additional barriers in the river and asking a court to order the state to take the existing barriers down at its own expense. In the lawsuit, the department alleges that Texas and the gov- Governor Abbott it violated the Rivers and Harbors Appropriation Act by building a structure in the U.S. water without permission from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. It's a lot going on in Texas. Well, first of all, let me just say this. People love to be like, you know, there's a legal way to ask for asylum. There's mm-hmm. a legal way to come into this country. And I don't think people understand the emergency with which people leave their country. Yes. The legal process is actually very long and arduous and convoluted. And for a lot of people, it's very difficult, especially if you are not necessarily like schooled in how to handle like um, just legalities. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I consider myself a very smart person. However, when you're having to deal with the paperwork of like government, the bureaucracy, it is not easy for even someone who has like gone through like the highest levels of education, mm-hmm. let alone someone who's like, I'm trying to get out of this country <laughs> in a panic. And, you know what I mean? And so I think that we have to have a certain level of compassion mm-hmm. and that is what's lacking. And we've seen this over the world, right? We saw how there was efforts made by Greece to not help uh, the migrant ships that are coming across and we saw that the ship had, there was a ship that was sinking at the same time as that whole Titan, Titan thing was happening, you know, and there were efforts that Greece could have made to save these people and they willfully chose not to. Mm-hmm. So Texas, I also want to know like, why does man hate these people so much? That's the thing. So to your point earlier there, for the sake of the argument, there are um, quote unquote, um, legal ways to seek asylum. Yes. But in that same breath, that doesn't give you rights to treat people inhumanely. Correct. <laughs> because, because the word is, by the way, just not to cut you, but I just want to insert this because you're going, you're going to this direction. Mm-hmm. The word is that he literally like instructed border patrol and police to just keep people out no matter what. Even right. if you see someone holding a baby, mm-hmm. even if you see a child, push him in the water. Mm-hmm. And they're like barbed wires and stuff in the water, like on these structures. Yes. So it's like, uh, what, what like, What's the purpose of this? Like, yes, if you want people to, I guess, follow rules and regulations, that's fine. But also, it doesn't give you a right to treat people just any kind of way. 
because you have the power to do so. And I think too, because border patrols, they are a lot of times, you know, under the guise of other leadership. And just because somebody tell you to do something, don't mean you got to do it. Like, I feel like there's, there becomes a, a line where you're like, me as a person, even though the powers that be are telling me to, to execute this order, I can't do it. I, I just can't, can't even do sleep. It. Right. Knowing that I'm doing it to like actual people. And I, think, and I think a lot of us don't really think about, we hear like migrants, people coming across the border, but we don't mm-hmm. actually put like personalized, like these are actual people with these families. People. Like these are young children. These are mothers. Say these it. are parents. Like it's, it's crazy, Amanda. It's crazy. Say it. And these are, and at the end of the day, they are still coming to America with this hope that this mm. is going to be a space for safety. Mm. And I think that these people just look at, Mexicans and Central Americans who are coming across the border as drug dealers. Like they're mm. all watching Narcos. Mind you, if you watch Narcos, you see that America is very in cahoots. People want to talk about that part. Uh, so I say all that to say, uh, by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene literally put forth a bill that would mean if someone was caught bringing fentanyl across the southern border, that they would be given the death penalty. What? And one of the other Congress people was like, okay, so first of all, this is not constitutional. <laughs> right. Second of all, our border is the least likely place for the fentanyl to enter America. Mm. Our, 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 it's actually our ports. You know Marjorie Taylor Greene or Reed. She don't know that. Child. She is writing, writing stuff in crayons. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured it and it's accurate. <laughs> so, you know, Texas, uh, I know Texas is a very Christian place. Pray and vote. Because we got to get this type of wickedness out because it, it ends up. This is not like that. This is how you get extremists. Yes. Yes. By the way. Mm-hmm. And Central America is very close, honey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. If you're a child who was with your mom mm-hmm. and you're coming across the river mm-hmm. and then American Border Patrol push you in the river. Yes. Let's say you you're the only one who survived. Mm-hmm. You think you going back. To where you're from, thinking like I, America is still the greatest place on earth. And no, America you beautiful. you have vengeance now for America. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. why people get so surprised that so many people hate America because America goes places and makes hate. Right, right. There's a whole documentary about this around um, just everything that led up to like 9/11. Yes, just, we created the terrorism. It's like, oh, y'all ain't say this part of the story. <laughs> y'all ain't talk about that part. Listen, it's real. Just like this show. Mm-hmm. Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We will be right back with more Amanda Seal Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we are here rocking out with y'all. Mm-hmm. So what we do. So we're going to talk about Bronny James, the son of NBA star LeBron James, who suffered a cardiac arrest during basketball practice at the University of Southern California oh and was gosh. hospitalized on Monday. He's out of intensive care and is in stable condition. The family is saying we ask for respect and privacy for the James family, and they will update the media when there is more information. For those that don't know, Bronny is 18, and he's an incoming freshman at USC um, after graduating from Sierra Canyon High School in L.A., uh, he's six foot three, and he's a rated four star recruit. So I mean, maybe he's LeBron James' son. LeBron James' son. <laughs> like um, we talked about, how like these athletes be having you know mm-hmm. kids that are bonkers. Here we go. And while this sounds um, shocking, apparently according to the American Heart Association, sudden cardiac arrest among young athletes is rare but not unheard of. And as we know, back in January, Demar Hamlin of yep. the NFL's Buffalo Bills suffered cardiac arrest in the middle of a Monday night football game and was hospitalized for over a week. 
Now, the good news is I did read that because uh, I know my initial thought was, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. would this hamper his ability to continue to play the sport? Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently that is not the case. Like there is that could be that is a possible case, but it is not yes. just like a blanket diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And there is still, you know, more to come. So yes. I think the most important thing, though, is that he is safe. He is out of the ICU. I just thought of his mom. I don't know. I don't even know Savannah. She follows me. I follow her. But it's just like I just thought of his mom was like Savannah. And I just pictured her running right. in the hospital. Also, just to note to your point earlier, um, cardiac arrest and a heart attack also aren't the same thing. I think we hear that sometimes and think heart attack, but they're actually two different conditions that affect the body. Okay, can you explain? Also, I would like y'all to play a little drinking game. And every time Jeremiah says, to your point, take a sip. <laughs> do not do that. that do not do that. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to look it up. I'm not going to uh, give, give it to you um, later in the show. Because <laughs> I, re- I read it earlier and we were talk- talking about this um, situation. Um, but I thing- mean, I think cardi- cardiac arrest feels like a acute condition that corrects itself, whereas, or not corrects itself, but that like doesn't alter the actual physicality of the heart. Whereas like a heart attack, is like your heart's actually like not functioning right, it's off. properly because there's something that has to be fixed. Somebody is in their car right now with a medical degree being like, shut up. Right. They're like, you're both wrong. Get We're guessing. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anywho. Um, but when I heard about this, um, cause he's 18 years old, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I think as a young person, um, I'm not 18, but I'm still in my youth or my young adulthood. I think we forget that our bodies are fragile. Like we think that we're just these invincible beings that nothing will happen to. We can go as hard as we want to and um, move forward. Even um, this week also, the story came out with Tori Kelly, the singer who um, suffered like blood clots around her major organs. And she's like around my age as well. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like we're taught in this society, like, you know, go hard, push hard, push hard. Even as young people, like this is, this is your prime. You could do it all. And it's like, oh, wait, right. that's true to an extent. But also we aren't invincible. We aren't machines. We aren't Power Rangers. But there's been like, you know, like really powerful recruits that um, like there was a brother named Nat Hill uh, who literally just like he was a he was a basketball recruit. He mm. came out the game, fell backwards in his seat and passed away. Really? There's another one. I want to say his Ben Benji. I know Supreme's over there like his name is. <laughs> um, but they there's like a whole uh 3030 ESPN documentary on another young man who had another similar situation. And this is also why DeMar Hamlin is working to make sure that there are defibrillators Mm. put in every practice facility Mm. so that when things like this happen, there can be a more immediate response. It can save someone's life. All right. Well, apparently a heart attack is a blockage of blood flow to the heart muscle. Usually occurs when a blood clot blocks flow to the heart, whereas I guess cardiac arrest is more so like the muscle itself seizing. When the heart, cardiac arrest, when the heart malfunctions and suddenly stops beating. We got, we got degrees. Listen, I went to Grey's Anatomy School of Medicine. You heard me? All right. So keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Shout out to the James family and uh, wishing a speedy recovery for Mm -hmm. Bronnie. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seal. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Uh, Let's get into this group chat. All right. So Amanda, I don't know if you heard, but this past weekend, Barbie made history with a $162 million Blockbuster weekend debut. So if Warner Brothers says they don't have any money, they're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it had us thinking, you know, Mattel ha- has a bit has a big brand of like toys. You know, this whole movie is around a central toy that people love and grew up with. What are some toys that you grew up with, Amanda Seals, that, you know, influenced your childhood, that changed your life? 
Well, first of all, I don't play about a Barbie. Okay. Okay, I don't play about a Barbie. But uh, shout out to everybody who had a Kenya doll. A Kenya doll? Yes. Kenya was a black doll who had hair that you could style. And Kenya dolls were all the rage. And my mom was very big on me having a black doll. So okay. had me a Kenya doll. It was very big. Also, shout out to everybody who had a baby alive. Baby alive was that that jam. And by the way, the only reason baby alive was that jam was because she peed. Is that why? <laughs> yeah, like her mouth moved when you fed her. And uh, then like... Is that the one with the eyes like move yes. automatically? And oh, then yeah. the mouth moves and then you would put diapers on her and like she would pee in the diaper. And you're like, oh my God, baby alive. I saw, I was watching something. They were talking about like, the cabbage patch phenomenon. Ooh. How people were like just acting a fool. Listen, my cabbage patch game was very serious. <laughs> cabbage patch. I was very serious about the cabbage patch. And like your cabbage patch had like a birth certificate right, and it right. was very real. The thing about it that I'm, I don't know if it's the same with kids now, but like toy, like when a toy came out, mm-hmm. it was like so major. And then we saw that become a whole thing with like the uh, Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, and remember, oh, yes. like there were these toys. It was like, these parents have to get the toy, uh-huh. the toy. Um, I don't feel like it's got it's that way anymore. I was like, that was definitely, I think now it's more like the, the video games, if anything. Okay. Like these, uh, or like the game consoles. But when I was a kid, you know, I used to love board games. Like I really Oh, loved, I was big on board games too. I love the game on Kyla. Me and my um, cousin yes. played that every summer. Yes. Like when I think of like childhood, I think about us playing this in like in her living room. Okay, Africa. Um, I used to love the game Taboo. Taboo is very serious, but I never played Taboo as a kid. I did. Mine was Sorry. Uh, sorry. What else? Uh, the Game of Life. Had I known. Game had I known what it was going to be. Didn't everyone want to have twins? Everyone wanted to have twins <laughs> on the game, on that game of life. And then the little spinner. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if we, ever, we were ever playing the game right, though. I feel like we always made up our own rules to the game. I remember Candyland, Game of Life. Candyland. Oh, my God. Yes. Payday. Like, yeah. I was big. Payday was my game. That um, game, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was big. I have, like, all these games at home. My mom has kept, like, my entire childhood, uh, mm-hmm. which is why she probably still treats me like a child sometimes. But, like, I have, like, an entire childhood that, like, that is just in Orlando. But you know what's trippy to me is that these studios Mm -hmm. have been like just hitting us over the head over and over again with these poorly made reboots. Mm -hmm. And now that they done rebooted everything, they like, I think we got to do toys now. Yes. So now we're going to end up, we already saw Lego movie. Uh uh Now we've seen Barbie movie. What we going to get next? Lincoln Log movie. (laughs) I'm screaming. You know, that's how like Power Rangers became like a big thing. Um, there's a, a documentary about this. You know, I love the documentary. Love a doc. God damn. It's like the toys that made us or something like that. Yeah. And they talk about like, it's like there's a synergy between like toys and like kid TV show, shows. Mm. If you have a hit, if you can figure out a way to uh, materialize a character or something and put it into a product, it's like this this cyclical. He Man and Shira was going. so serious. He Man and Shira, y'all don't even understand. I mean, now Hasbro got their own stuff because mm. they have Transformers, right? So that's oh, yeah. a, so. The reality is that there's Marvel and DC. We about uh-huh. to see like Mattel versus Hasbro. Right. They go keep on basically trying to like they trying to take these movies, but also create new synergy for the toys. Verticals. That's the long, that's the verticals. Long game. You know what's next? They're gonna be like, now nah, we gotta do candy. <laughs> candy movie. Now's a hot tamale movie. The Tootsie Row movie. Listen, they're gonna there's gonna be a Jolly Rancher movie, and you know I'm gonna be in it saying I was there. We need a Candyland movie though. That'll be a good movie. Candyland. Is that a movie? I want to say that is a movie. I'm Googling. We'll let you know when we come back. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. We got six second headlines when we return. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. 
Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy. I like the Bible. And it is time to hit you with some 60-second headlines. <laughs> All right. Up first, we have some unfortunate news. The Obama's personal chef, 45-year-old Safari Campbell, drowned near the Martha's, their Martha's Jr. home. I don't even understand. I mean, it's... <sighs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Also, another unfortunate um, story. Trader Joe's recalling two types of cookies because they may contain rocks, y'all. What? The almond <laughs> windmill cookies and the dark chocolate chunk almond cookies, y'all. Why are there rocks even anywhere in the facility for them to randomly end up? This is, you know what this is? This is a factory worker that wants to go on strike. Then it's over it. And they couldn't go on strikes. So they said, this is what we're about to do. I'm about to shut y'all down. Y'all about to be on strike. So if you bought something with a sell-by date between October 19th and 21st, <laughs> check that box. You probably already found out. Oh, true, true. Also, J. Cole is officially a Charlotte Hornets minority owner after the NBA approved Michael Jordan sale. Big things for capitalism. <laughs> and some, also some good news. Ari Lennox is now celebrating seven months of being sober. Now, we don't know what she's sober for. From right, is it alcohol? Did I that believe get it's confirmed? liquor. I believe liquor. She's liquor. Okay, but we always celebrate sober and mm. sobriety, and remember every day counts. So big ups to Ms. Lennox. All right, all right, and also like we appreciate like I mean not that she even has to do it, but sharing the transparency mm. transparency of her journey, I'm sure is going to share uh, is going to help a lot of her fans along in their own experiences of the same thing. Stop. We'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We got more show for you, so don't go anywhere because you know you're here to listen, laugh, and learn. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Jeremiah like the Bible. Today is July 26th. We are in the age of the Leo. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of the Leos. The lion. The lions. I mean, I have Leos in my, my life, but some of y'all is just doing too much. <laughs> I mean, look at the Leos. Look at the happy birthday to the late Joe Jackson. Oh, he got them kids together. He said, y'all get these songs. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, our phone lines are always open. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. You know what? Let's, let's talk to Brenda in Philly. What's going on, Brenda? Good morning, Amanda. I'm just calling in to say it's a pleasure to listen to your show. You're so intelligent. You're funny. You're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for bringing a smile to my face, for making me laugh. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Brenda! Listen, Jeremiah, the people. Shout out to the Brenda. Brenda, out there in Philly. All right, Brenda, I appreciate you. She said you was kind, you was smart, you was important. She was right. <laughs> no, I appreciate that because we really want to make sure that we're doing a show that like gets people on the right foot. Right. You feel me? So that means the world to me. Also, just a side note, like the internet will make you feel like everybody hates you and it's like, no, yeah. just these dumb people over here that got time to be over here hate you. The rest of these people, you know, they get what you're trying to do. Now, what are we trying to do coming up this hour? Well, we got to talk about UPS because their strike has been averted. So somebody saved the day. 
Also, Nene Leak says her son's addi- her son has an addiction, but she don't think there's anything else she can really do about it at this point. So we're gonna talk about that. Plus, your big up let down. And I heard today's big up goes to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, that is the story. Dwayne Rock Johnson is getting the big up today because he really bigged up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he did, he did. Now remember, if you miss any of the show, you can check our podcast out wherever you get your podcast. Also, this week's episode of Small Doses Podcast premieres today. Side effects of healing after loss. We are joined by Young Dolph's wife, Mia J, who just really had a beautiful, very open, very um, informative and also just very honest conversation with us about her process and healing after the murder of her husband, the late Young Dolph. And, you know, I got to tell you, it is an episode that even if you aren't dealing with death, I feel like you get so much life out of this episode. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. real, for real. And if you're a young Dolph fan, then baby, this episode's for you. You're going to learn a lot about Dolph that you didn't know that's going to make you love him even more. Mm-hmm. All right, so keep it like right here at the Amanda Seals Show. We'll be right back. Remember, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. show y'all i'm amanda seals i'm jeremiah like the bible it is really hot in the studio because our air conditioner is out and i just need y'all to know that like if you hear extra size going on it's because i'm really struggling it's heat exhaustion guys um you know who else is exhausted who ups yes. ups workers and ups and the teamsters thankfully have reached a tentative agreement on a new contract avoiding a massive strike so after months of negotiations strike threats and walkout talks, UPS and Teamsters, the union representing 340,000 UPS workers, have reached the most historic tentative agreement for workers in the history of UPS. Um, the agreement avoided what would have been the largest single employer strike in U.S. history, Amanda. The Teamsters say they demanded the best contract and they got it. Um, they also believe that the, this five-year contract sets a new standard in the labor movement and raises the bar for all workers, but ratifying the contract could take up to three weeks, so... Hopefully, nothing go left for them three, three I was going to say, three weeks is a long time. A lot can happen in three weeks. A mm-hmm. lot can happen in three weeks. I think this is very encouraging for folks, though. You know, mm-hmm. the reality is that the union really put their foot down and was like, we really about to do mm-hmm. this. And they pushed them to have to do the thing that they needed to do. Right. You know, what I don't think people understand is, again, things are not given without demands and without nope. disruption. And I, I saw this really dope video that I'm going to put on my Instagram. Um, I don't even know who the man is in the video, but he's speaking truths. And he's talking about the fact that Nothing has ever been given without disruption. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you may have to break the law, right? Like, and a lot of times these laws are put in place to keep you from demanding the things that you deserve. Sometimes you may have to break the law. Sometimes there's going to be civil disobedience. There's going to have to be some type of actual disruption to these Mm -hmm. people's peace in order for them to actually respond in kind. And that is what was absolutely luckily avoided in in mass mm-hmm. in this situation, but they threatened it. And even the threat. It was like, hold up, hold up. It also to your point, Amanda, oh my God, I did it. See? Uh, I did it. <laughs> also, <laughs> it's important to, I think, um, rally around those in your community at work who are also being the bullhorns for the things that aren't going right. Because a lot of times people be like, oh, you will say something to me that everybody don't like. And then after the meeting, oh, yeah, you was right. You was right. I agree with you. I agree with you. You're like, well, what was y'all at in the meeting when I was on a chopping block? Bruh. And people was looking at me like I was crazy. Bruh. It was crazy. That, used to, that, that really is one of those things that has driven me crazy in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. And it's made me now have a stigma as Amanda Seals is difficult. Mm-hmm. And it has now then become a thing where now I'm afraid 
to speak up about something because I had this like stigma that I, that it's not even a real, it's not even based on reality, but I I don't want it to uh, carry forward to, you know, any further. And so then you find yourself being like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't say anything, but it's like, Mm -hmm. Okay, but this is like a real thing. Especially when there's like a collective yes. understanding of it. It's one thing if y'all like, I ain't rocking with Jeremiah but, saying. But no, it's always, this is the thing. This is why we have groups. This is why we have unions. Like this is also why mm-hmm. like you have to come to a response. You have to come to the table together. Mm-hmm. When it's one person, it's just not even fair. And folks end up benefiting from that one person putting their neck out. And mm-hmm. sometimes that person ends up getting cut, literally like fired. Yes. But y'all end up benefiting from the things that that person did by you staying quiet. It's just, it's just a lack of fairness and civility. And they try to like stigmatize it. Like I had a, a former coworker who started a union at our job and I remember we had an HR person came in who kind of came in after the union talks had began. And she told her basically, essentially, oh, you don't want to be known as the girl who started the union at your last job, do you? <laughs> Meanwhile, yes, you do. my old corker friend, she's like a whole socialist. So she's like, yes, she's I She's like, do. thank you. I'm I, honored, actually. <laughs> that's a badge of honor. Um, but even like the way she kind of talked about it, she was like, she really tried to make me feel like bad for Yes, for standing, standing up. up. Listen, I, when I left the real, like I had left a tone of like, you don't need to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And so there was one of the cast members who, after I left, really became more vocal. And I've said this on the show before, like they literally like were on time, like, you know, we liked you better when you was quiet. They always like you better. When you <laughs> she quiet. was like, well, them days are done. Mm-hmm. Them mm-hmm. days are done. So, you know, again, you may not be the speaker, but at least be in support. Mm-hmm. Maybe you come in the room and you're not even speaking. You just there as a body. Sometimes all it is to just having numbers. That's it. Like literally just being solidarity. The person that could talk can talk. They know how to talk. (laughs) You just need to feel like if this go left, I could turn to y'all. You're not going to abandon me (laughs) on the shit by myself. That's it. That's it. Solidarity in in, in reality. So there's that. Uh, We got more show for you when we get back. We got Black Hearing News. Uh, We're going to talk about Nene Leakes. Mm -hmm. Nene Leakes talking about her son going through some serious issues with addiction. We're going to get into it. We'd love for you all to call us up as a parent. If you've had to deal with any of your kids with addiction, how have you managed that? Hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. What's cracking, everybody? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And it's time to continue some Black Written News. All right, let's do it. So, Real Housewives of Atlanta former um, star Nene Leakes is breaking her silence after her son Bryson's arrest. Um, her son was arrested earlier this month, and he remains behind bars at a Gwinnett County jail on a $6,100 bond. He's facing multiple charges, including a violation of probation, possession of a controlled substance, loitering, and giving a false name, address, and birth. And she had this to say in a recent interview. I think he's doing okay. Uh, he needs rehabilitation. He needs a lot of counseling. Uh, like many families out there, um, I have family members that are struggling with drugs and, and certain addictions. And uh, he has an addiction. Um, he's been struggling with it for years. He's been in rehab for a, a couple times, and um, he still have come back out and and uh, relapsed. As a mom, just to watch it is my hands are tied. You know, he is 31 years old. He's an adult. Um, Mm. He has three children, three beautiful children who I adore. Um, uh, He has a wife. Um, It's not much that I can do. I mean, I think some might feel like this is like cold. Mm. 
But I'm, I I get it. Like at a certain point, it what it, what is a mom to do when you're adult child? Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom has always said like parenting never ends. Like she's like, you know, people be acting like when they move out at 18, like it's a wrap. And she's like, that's just that's not it. Not it. But um, I feel like this is this is a plight that a lot of parents go through. And I was, you know, something spoken about on on uh Euphoria, like people were really upset when Rue's mom on Euphoria was basically like, I can't do like I can't care anymore. Mm. Like I love you, I want the best for you, but like I'm so wrapped up in this that I'm losing myself and you don't care as much as I care. Right. I mean, in this interview, she went on to actually talk about that, how like she's tried to get him um into rehab. Like she's like basically like, you go do what I want you to do as like a parent. Yeah. But she said even through like her own therapy journey, she realized, oh, Unless he wants to do it, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. And so he has his coming to Jesus moment where he's like, I want to uh, choose a different path. No matter how much I want it for him, he won't um, get the help he needs. Or it won't be effective, I shall say. You know, the thing about addiction that I've I've come to understand from people I know who have suffered through addiction and who have family members who have suffered through addiction is that essentially, you know, all you can kind of do is just be there Mm -hmm. as this net to catch the person. And I think for folks that are dealing with addiction, they think for a, they may think like, oh, y'all are supposed to catch me, mm-hmm. you know, every time I fall off the bandwagon, every time I fall off the wagon, every time I fall off the wagon. And really, the the turnaround comes when they realize, oh, no, y'all are supposed to catch me when I fall out of addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all are there for when I'm ready to be back with y'all. Right. And, you know, a lot of people also just don't respect that addiction is an illness. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of judgment, and I, I re- understandably so, because a lot of times out of addiction, people end up mistreating their family members, you know, harming people who are close to them. But ultimately, you know, it is an illness and it does require treatment. And it's a, it's a unique illness in that the treatment has to come from the individual. Has to. I mean, I think we see that with even other parts of our lives when we have your uh, children who are adults. I think. At a certain point, parents have to also just reconcile the fact that, oh, this is another, this is the individual who's going to make individual decisions. I did my part. I, you did, you did your part. And of course, like to your point, you're <laughs> always there. Oh God. Uh, we got, uh, we got to start drinking game for real. <laughs> um, your parents and your communities around you to support you, but they can't care more than you, more than you care. There you go. You have yourself crazy. You're like, I want this more than you want. It's for anything. It's kind of like, I want you to succeed more than you want to succeed. It's the old school saying, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can't do it. You can't do it. Um, so we wish the best for yes. Nene Lisa and her son and her family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we hope for him and his children's sake in particularly, in particular, that they, right. you know, can turn a corner, that he can turn a corner. I was recently asked if I wanted to be a part of the next season of Intervention. And I was really... <laughs> I thought she was going to say the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, but I was really happy that I just, I don't have anyone in my life that I need to, to, to do that with. But if you want to oh, watch a great, okay. you want to watch a great conversation around an intervention, watch my favorite comedian, John Mulaney's latest special okay. uh, on Netflix, because he talks about when his friends put together an intervention for him. Uh-huh. We'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We got more show for you. So don't go anywhere because you know you're here to listen, laugh and learn. The Amanda Seal Show. We are- we up, we up. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Big Up, Big Up Letdown. Big Up, Big Up Letdown. All right, now today's Big Up, Big Up goes to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock dropped at least a million dollars. 
to help working actors get through the SAG after strike. Courtney B. Vance, who heads up a private SAG-adjacent foundation and oversees an emergency fund tied to the union, fired off a letter this month at the start of the strike and with the correspondence sent to some of the highest earning talent in the biz. Basically like, hey, y'all. If you could, uh, you know, drop a couple dollars, you know, to help help out folks, that'd be great. So it outlined the need for financial assistance during this time and for actors who might be out of work for a while now. And in response to that, Dwayne Johnson, people followed up and said he wanted to donate seven figures to their cause. So, of course, their eligibility requirements one has to meet in order to be considered uh, applicable to receiving these funds of support. Mm -hmm. But you have to be paid up on your SAG dues through October 2022, and you have to provide proof that you're in need of emergency financial support, among other things. So, I just thought this was great. Uh, Shout out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is in a tax bracket where he can do this. I am not. Big up, big up. All right, our second big up. I know! I know. We never get to do multiple big ups. But guess what? What? We got another big up for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. So The Rock gets a big up for recruiting Louisiana State University's Angel Reese and six other college athletes to an NIL deal, which is name, image, and likeness deal, for his energy drink, Zoa Energy. Mm. So the student athletes he signed will collectively be known as the Rock's Warriors. So you got Angel Reese, who's basketball for Louisiana State, for LSU, Hansel Emanuel, who's basketball for Austin Pay State University, Brock Bowers, football for University of Georgia, Marvin Harrison, football for Ohio State University, Drake May, football for University of North Carolina, Kim Kinchins, football, I mean, Cam Kinchins, football, University of Miami, and Amaya Gaynor, who is softball for Florida A&M. Go Rattlers. So, The Rock apparently handpicked each athlete. Oh, that's dope. For their optimism, enthusiasm, and commitment to striving for something better and bigger. So they're going to be featured and promoted through an upcoming marketing campaign. They're also going to support national and regional retail partnerships and events across the country for the Zoa Energy brand. So I just thought it was dope that he picked also such a diverse group, you know, Mm -hmm. and he made sure to really like be a part of the picking of the individuals and putting these young these young athletes on a on a national scale. Uh uh, Again, you know, we've seen them make so much money for their schools, yep. it's dope that they're going to get that money for and be able to support themselves. So that's two big ups. Big up, big up. Big up, big up. So it's like four. Big up, big up, big up, big up for Dwayne The Rock Johnson right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Coming up next, we love to take your calls and we want to hear more from you. Let us know what's on your mind, y'all. We want to hear. If you have some, if you want to get some advice, hit us up. If you just want to tell us you like the show, hit us up. You want to get something off your chest, hit us up. one 855 8 That's one 262 We'll take your calls next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And our phone lines are open 24-7. That's right. At 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. I always like to hear from y'all. So call us, y'all. Let us know if you're listening. If you're liking the show. Also, comment on the topic. We talking. We want to hear y'all thoughts. But let's go to the phone lines now and talk to Angela in Columbus. Angela wants to talk about reality stars. Hey, Angela. What's on your mind? I'm Angela from Columbus. I'm calling in regards to the reality star situation and them getting paid. First and foremost, actors and singers <laughs> and all of these other real A-list, B-list celebrities, they literally put in work. They have a craft. This is something that most of them said they were born into. 
reality stars, all they do is get in front of a camera and, you know, vice camera action. We gonna fake a fight. We gonna, you know, argue about some BS. I really blame the public for that. There's no talent there. So how can you get paid for something and you don't really display any talent? And no shade to anybody. Actually, take that back. All shade because no! I feel like celebrities as far as like actors, actresses, and people who actually do something with a craft should get paid for it. They should. Reality stars, what craft do you have? Right, Angela. Well, Angela. Angela said it, y'all. It wasn't me. I ain't say it. Angela said it. We didn't say <laughs> it. But I'm not saying, you know, I think she adds another perspective to mm-hmm. our conversation, though, because we were talking more about just likeness, mm-hmm. you know, and if they're going to make money off of their likeness. But I think there's also something to be said for the conversation around like pay rates. Mm-hmm. Should the rate be higher? For actors versus. Um... For reality stars, like they want to get paid more. And. Um, I think, again, it's really about, like, how much have you contributed to the show's uh, success? I don't yeah. even know how you necessarily measure that. I'm sure they come for the equation. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's like, I got an equation for you. Right. Uh-huh. Well, there you have it. Angela's spoken, and we agree. Uh, 1-855-222... Nope. one 262 That's one 855 We have got so much more show for you, so don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We are... We up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world on this We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Everybody, everybody. We're up, we're up, we're up. It is the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. On a hump day, Wednesday. All right. Uh, On this date, July 26, 2023, the Democratic Party nominated Hillary Clinton for president. Now, people were very upset about this because people wanted Bernie Sanders. I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. What I'm upset about, though, is the fact that they also just didn't vote for her in spite... out of spite uh-huh. like there were a lot of folks that literally just didn't vote because they were like if it's not Bernie then it shouldn't be anybody and it's like that's not how this works nope. and thus that combination of that group and the white women who were lying about who they were voting for ended up voting for Donald Trump we are where we are thanks y'all the thanks white. we could be in a time of such prosperity we really could we could be in a time of abundance but we are in a time of scarcity. I'm sure on some other universe track, they having a good time over there. I'm sure, and I want to see it. Have you ever seen, there's a show called like The Man in the Le- in the High Tower or something like that. And it was like basically a show that is like imagining if World War II had been won by Germany. Ooh. And uh, there also was going to be like, I remember like the guys who made Game of Thrones were also going to do some show that's like, what if the Civil War had actually been won by the South? And then people were so like, are you out of your minds about it that HBO just like canned the show? Um, But I would love, I would love to see a show about like, what if Hillary had one? Hmm. That could be a whole new West Wing. Now that's a reboot I would want to see. Aaron Sorkin, Mm. write that show. You hear it, Aaron? Get to work. Get to typing. We about to get to work. What we got going on? We're going to talk about rapper Ice Spice because recently she came out and spoke about some of the sacrifices she's had to make when it comes to family and rising to fame. Um, We're also going to talk about what states are providing universal meals as a permanent state policy. So we got good news coming down the pipeline. Pipeline, Amanda. All right. 
right. It's rare. So I'm glad that we have that to report. So we'll be right here when we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, if you want to catch an old episode or you just want to make sure that you are not missing out on anything, go to wherever you get your podcasts and check us out. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, Potent Truths for Everyday Use. We have young Dolph's wife, Mia J, joining us to talk about side effects of healing after loss. In celebration of his birthday, we are airing the episode this week. For those who don't know, young Dolph was a really dope rapper from Memphis, Tennessee, who was gunned down two years ago. Uh, And I think a lot of folks really... Um, felt connected to Mia because he was very vocal about like I really love my girl like I really love my, my, my mama and it's like I really love my wife like I really love this person and I think for a rapper that was so like hard 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 like we never really get to see the softer side of that you know and so this episode is really special too because she really shows us uh and talks just about the Dolph that I think a lot of us didn't get to see. And so I think that's really intriguing. So make sure you check it out. And also for anyone who's dealing with loss, I think you'll get a lot of gems out of this. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. You can also watch it on YouTube when it premieres tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV. We'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. show y'all i'm amanda seals i'm jeremiah like the vibe <laughs> and we listen to some black hair news all right so starting next school year amanda more than eight million public school children will be eligible to eat meals for free regardless of their family's income say that one more time starting next year more than eight million public school children will be eligible to eat school meals for free regardless of family's income it's that last part regardless of family's income yeah so six states have have passed bills to offer free school meals um, to all students, California, Colorado, Maine, Minnesota, New Mexico, and Vermont. These states have all passed legislation to make universal free school meals permanent, regardless of income. Many of the state, many other states are also con- considering um, similar legislation as well. There's also many states that are like, mm, I don't know. I feel like it was Oklahoma and Minnesota that were both like, ah. Is it really our responsibility? I think North Dakota was also one of those states that was really like questioning, do we really need to do this? It's like, if we have the money, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Right. Um, Also, I mean, while they're at it, can they also make sure that the food is good? Please, please, please. Because research has found, Amanda, that there are a variety, variety of benefits for providing free school meals to children in terms of academics and physical health. Like, you know, they got to eat. The kids got to eat. And Brains operate off of nutrients was, and sustenance. Do you remember uh, school lunch growing up? K through 12? You know, my mom was very big on packing my lunch. Okay. Um, there was a moment in middle school where I wanted to be cool like everybody else. And then I realized, <laughs> actually, I'm cooler by having my lunch be bespoke. <laughs> you had to ingest the school food. You're like, oh. I remember there was this girl, Christina Fasano, who used to steal my Cadbury eggs. And she really thought like it was like really funny. And then I think she like married a black guy. And then she like FaceTimed me. She like Facebook messaged me and said something like, I married a black guy. And I was like, I still don't like you. Ooh. I still don't like you from stealing my Cadbury eggs. And now you're here acting like I'm going to like you because you married a black guy. Uh, long story short, though, my mom used to make these lunches for me and they were in a, They weren't in like a fancy lunchbox. She would put them just in like a Ziploc one gallon bag. So it was a very clear vision into like what's in the lunch. Uh-huh. These lunches became famous, famous, to, famous. The, to the point where in high school people would ask for a Nettie. My mom's name is Annette. They would ask for a Nettie lunch for their birthday. 
Oh, she had a business going. She, she could have. <laughs> I mean, while everybody's bringing balloons, like I could have been like, well, that's going to be a $25 <laughs> situation. Because she would also like make sure she made the lunch based on like, oh, I know they like this. I know they like that. Oh. It would be friends who would come to my house. So she would know their likes right. and dislikes. Yeah, you dropped your entrepreneurial bag on that yeah, one. My fault. My fault. <laughs> but my school had like, I went to I went to Dr. Phillips High School, DP. Ah, uh, DP. Y'all know what it is. Troop 4276. Uh, we were called Gucci High. Oh, see. We had Papa John's pizza for lunch. Yeah, I was we didn't have that over here <laughs> when I was in school. I vividly remember though in high school we had Hot Wing Thursdays, mm. and it was like chaos. Like these kids love these hot wings. These hot wings, in retrospect, weren't that good. <laughs> but also, when you think about it, you're in school all day, yeah. this is your one little thing you need. Yes, and also like our like our we had like two lunch lines, and they would just be like, you would think it was like a Beyonce concert getting these hot wings. How many kids went to your school? I don't know, actually, in my high school. Uh, at least uh, 800, 900 kids, I think. I, I think. <laughs> That's like, how many were in my senior class. Oh, see. Uh-uh. My school had 5,000 students. Oh. Yeah. How, it, many, how many lunch lines y'all had? had that, that's why when you said lunch lines, I was like, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, lunch lines? Like, we had, like, several lunch lines. Like, there were like, several places where you could... I never once went in the cafeteria my entire my entire school, like, those four years of really? high school. I never went in that cafeteria. The only time I was in the cafeteria was during senior skip day. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> is this what it looks like in here? Because my school was so big that they just let you eat anywhere. Right, okay. But they weren't doing that at my school. They weren't letting us do that. Also, I spent, like, my senior year i was in yearbook my lunch period so oh. after the yearbook was done we would spend like the whole class period in the in the comments rotating through all the lunches this is just a random well i would do that too because i had like different friends like i had friends it was like right. it was like this is the little affair and mm-hmm. then i would go hang out with africa that's we would that we would, it was the black folks they would come to africa and then there was the drama geeks then there was the, the drunk preps yes the drunk preps okay because they used to have keggers and stuff like that so i would like hip scop hip uh, hopscotch throughout all the different groups but I will just tell this story. So my junior year, my friend Julia, she and I were the only ones who had like B lunch. Mm-hmm. Everyone else had A lunch and we had B lunch. So we decided we were going to have like our own thing. And I would bring a blanket and we would like set up outside like the where everybody else was. And we called it the beach. Not she was in Clueless. A, a team. <laughs> oh, I, yes, I was. <laughs> uh, and we would call it the beach. Actually, part of She's All That was filmed at my high school. Oh. Um, and so... Her mom like heard her on the phone one time and like kicked in the door and was like, I knew you've been sk- uh, skipping school. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I heard you say you're going to the beach. I heard you. And Julia's like, I'm talking about lunch. Like, that's what we call the lunch, the beach. She's like, I know you're lying. And Julia literally had to put me on speakerphone. I was like, uh, Miss Kevel, like we call it the beach because we sit on a big blanket. We sit, we sit on a big a beach round beach blanket that I bring. And she was like. Uh, I mean, but how far is the beach from Orlando, though? That's, that's like a drive. Yeah, it's an hour. I'm saying that we would just call it the beach. Well, no, I'm saying like to her to think that you're oh, going yeah, to the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it's not, we're not talking logic right here. We're not talking logic. That's a drive. Anywho, when we get back, um, we're going to talk about Ice Spice. Because mm-hmm. why not? Why it's not? the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. So what are we talking about? Talking about Ice Spice, the ginger rapper from the Bronx, BX. The Bronx. Um, so Ice Spice has recently came out in a recent interview to talk about just how fame has hindered her relationship with her siblings. So we're going to take a listen to that, Amanda. Okay. Sisters miss me so bad. We was just getting into it because it's like, it do be hard to like maintain a relationship with somebody you grew up with and then try to like 
travel the whole world and like please so many other people and it's like you still gotta pay attention to them so it's a lot you know but i'm trying to deal with it yeah shout out my sisters i miss them and it's sad because they'll blame you like and they'll be like oh we're distant now or whatever and it's like i don't mean to be it's just like i can't be in another country and also be as close to you as i was when we was five yeah, yeah. or whatever you know what i mean like but yeah be still it's all love at the end of the day i appreciate that they even miss me you know because some people siblings don't care about them Oh. I hope they don't start hating. That's all I hope. That's a that's a pipeline from besties to your your uh, siblings leaking stories to the press. Yes, <laughs> you don't want that. Nah. It gets dangerous. So I mean, you know, I I hear her. The one of my favorite parts. I mean, so y'all, we let we cut out the part of the interview that was actually interesting, which was when the guy was talking. She didn't really say nothing interesting. <laughs> But the guy who was talking, he's the one who said the interesting thing, which is when he said, like, if when you chase your dreams, you have to give up sacrifices. Do you feel like you've had to, you've had to do that? Um, to get to this, this, this moment, the, the Amanda Seals show. Well, I think it's really just, I don't know that I've had to, I don't know that it felt like sacrifices at the time, but I think, like, um, I made choices. They didn't okay. necessarily feel like sacrifices, but I think to other people they may have been. Like, I made a choice that I wasn't really, like, going to pursue having kids, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and it just never was a priority for me. It was, like, one of those things where if it happened, it happened. But that's a choice, and I think for some people, they may have looked at that as, like, a sacrifice because ultimately in order to go the route that I was going, I had to focus in a way that just kind of didn't allow for me to prioritize that. But I think as far as sacrifices go, um, I've been really fortunate that I kind of just didn't have a lot of, a, a lot of like baggage in term baggage is not the word. Well, I wasn't really are. attached to yeah. a lot of, yeah. Like I wasn't really attached. Like I don't have a lot of siblings. Like I don't have a lot of family. Like I didn't have a lot of things like attached to me that I had to necessarily pull away from. That makes sense. I feel that. But that's good. Yeah. Now you now you on the top. On top Am of the I? world like Brandy in that video. I'm on top of my little world. <laughs> I was I was I was literally in the pool and I said to myself, like, you know what? Like you created your life like mm-hmm. by your like not by yourself, but like you created your life from your brain. Like I didn't no, I'm trying to say like <laughs> no, I, I get you. like no, from I my you. brain. Like it wasn't like something was handed to me. Like I vision like I had to envision things, envision things, mm-hmm. envision things, and like do them and then go follow through, etc. And I think for a lot of folks that may seem kind of like bonkers because there was no grid. Like I just had to move and groove and here we are. So I don't need to be on top of the world, but I'm top of my little world. All right. There you got it. There you uh, have it. There you have it. There you have it. Give us a call. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. Have you ever had to make sacrifices for, you know, your career? And did you regret them? Or is it just, hey, that was the way it had to be? Let us know, man. Call us up. one 855 We got to call it when we get back because we do that. We take calls. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. I said we had a call, but we don't have a call. We have a game. Uh, all right, what's the game? Supreme, come on up. Come on up to the stage. Supreme is actually going to test us on hip-hop, Amanda. They're, you know, we're celebrating 50 <laughs> years. Supreme is testing me and you? Yeah. Why is it? How is this even a contest? What? I know, I know. I got my fan duel on Amanda Seals right here. He's <laughs> <laughs> like... betting against me already. Okay. You said he was going to try, so we're going to see how this works. Um, what's your sounder to say whether you we, when you chiming in, Amanda Seals? Squad A. Okay. Jeremiah like the Bible. What we rolling with? Uh, so fresh and so clean, clean. Oh man, he stole that from you, Amanda. I, I'm, I, 
I don't know. You know that for me. I'm repping Harlem, baby, uptown all day, 151st. You, you're the ultimate outcast fan, so that's what I'm saying. Yes, He's stepping on listen, some. Listen, I was, I was uptown for 15 years, so shout out to the whole dipset. <laughs> Tell him I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, exactly. so I'm going to ask you. What's good? Uh, What's really good? Go on. I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Um, whoever chimes in first, you know how we get down. I think this is going to be a landslide, Amanda Seals. I'm just saying that before we even get started today. Thank you for believing in me. There we go. <laughs> how many members are there in the group Bone Thugs in Harmony? So fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Jeremiah, I like the Bible. Please fire away. Are there four members in Bone Thugs? No. Oh. Correct. There are five members. Okay. There we go. <laughs> she walked you. Walked you. <laughs> she let you go in. <laughs> I had to take a guess. I was like, is he the four or five? I'm going like, to just let him do this. All right. Um, yeah, we will roll through these because it's going to be an easy sweep. Where did the Wu-Tang Clan originate from? Squale. Uh, Amanda Seals. <laughs> the Stapleton Projects, as well as Brooklyn. Okay, we're just going to do... She got into specifics. We're just going to take Staten Island where the state <laughs> projects are located. <laughs> Jeremiah's face. Jeremiah. <laughs> oh, I knew that answer, though. I knew that answer. Did you know that answer? Like, I knew Staten Island. I know that. Uh, I know, I know, okay, I know. all right. Got to be quick on the draw. Members of, which members of the Woo are from Brooklyn? We we already know ODB. <laughs> like, and who else? Um, Is Inspector Deck from Brooklyn, too? No, it is the RZA and the Jizza. Okay, yes, because they're cousins with ODB and they, they have Brooklyn boots. They have Brooklyn boots. Okay, uh, here we go. Which of these movies was Tupac in? Baby Boy, Nothing But Trouble, Boys in the Hood, Blood In, Blood Out. Which one? Squale. Okay, Amanda Seals. Nothing But Trouble. Wow. See, I got that one wrong. I got that one wrong, but you were absolutely right. Um, obviously, Amanda Seals has won this game. Do you want to do another one just for uh, uh, for giggles? Give me another one. Give me another one. All right, here we go. Name the artist that said, I'm that cat by the bar toasting to the good life. I mean, we all know who that is. I'm going to let Amanda do it. I'm going to let Amanda tell this. Okay. I actually don't know the answer to this. Really? Yeah, I'm that cat by the bar toasting the good life. I mean, it's probably Hove. Nah. 50 Cent in the club. Oh, yeah, I don't really know 50 Cent lyrics. That's in the club? Actually, yeah, you know yeah. what? I know yep. 50 Cent lyrics from mixtapes. Yeah. Now, don't think Ooh. I won't hit you because I'm popular. I got a yeah. 390 got a pop for ya. If it's business, I'm giving what I got for ya. My clip loaded with 16 shots for ya. Listen, shout out to who Don't stop. Eves is the homie. <laughs> I'm giving you the mixtape drops in the back. Right? <laughs> drops. See? Like, okay, let me ask, let me ask a question for y'all. Okay. We're talking about mixtape drops. Actually, this isn't fair because your stream's gonna get it, but I just want to put it out there anyway. Whose mixtape drop was? Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, come Easy. on! It was DJ. Clue, 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 clue. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah, you don't understand. Like mixtapes, honestly, Supreme. I feel like mixtapes is like a special pocket of time that you either were there or you weren't there. Like, yeah, I used to love a good mixtape. I used to love a good mixtape. I still have mix all my mixtapes. Yeah, wow. You're I a real them. order. 
You're a hoarder for I real. You archivist. still got mixtapes. <laughs> Cut master. C, 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 C. Yeah, I have my mixtapes. Like, because for me, when the mixtapes came out, it was like, um, I was in college. And so hip hop was like a whole other level of experience now. Cause I came from Orlando. So in New York, it was like, wait a minute, what is this? It's like a whole other level mixtapes. And then you had to go to certain places to get right. Some places didn't have the same mixtapes as other places. Like in New York, the mixtape Gus Hustle, Cats right. was getting millions off of mixtapes. Yes, yes, in they were. Yes, absolutely. Like DJ Envy, like DJ Envy, um, Who Kid. Uh, Clue. Clue, Clue. Like these cats was making literally millions of dollars off of mixtapes. That's literally what Drum was doing with mixtapes, uh, DJ Drama. And when they raided him, it was because they was like, now nah, you making too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was late in the game. Oh, but God. in the late he 90s, the early 2000s, crazy. Yes. Crazy. And, all, and Cut Master C used to have all the 50 Cent records. So, like, I remember hearing Wangsta in the summer of 02. And then, like, y'all got to hear it in 03. But I was there. Again, I was there. Jeremiah was riding his bike. <laughs> I was. Supreme, we were there. Exactly. We were there. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati! <laughs> we'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. Now, last break, we was playing a game, a hip-hop game with our engineer, DJ Supreme. We started mm-hmm. talking about mixtapes. We were talking about New York, but I cannot. We we are on the air in Houston. I cannot leave out the whole mixtape era in Houston with DJ Screw. Okay. It's going down. Screwed up click. It's going down. Someone actually called the other day and was like, what's up, y'all? It's so-and-so. It's going down at H-Town. And I was like, yeah. Already, man. Already. Already. <laughs> so you said that you when you moved to Houston was when the mixtape. No, I lived in Amarillo, so I was getting uh, the after effects from the Houston-Dallas movement. But it was definitely, they were making millions off of mixtapes, too, with things, songs that we... Houston. Yeah, songs we'd never heard. I remember it was a guy named Chingo Bling, this Mexican guy, yeah. Yes! (laughs) Had... uh, He had a mixtape, a trunk full of mixtapes, and I swear he showed me, like... Uh, the most cash money I've ever seen from just selling mixtapes outside of one wow. of his concerts. It was crazy. I mean, this is when, like, DJ Flip was, like, putting out, like, mixtape, like, singles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it was this a real time where cats were independent before, like, streaming was okay. independent. You know, like, this was how independent really started because that's what happened with cash money. Like, they were selling right. mixtapes and stuff out the trunk. So, you know, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. The way they just had a whole built-in audience off of selling mix CDs and like had as much money as artists that were signed yes. to major labels. They used to come to the radio station. I would think that Jay-Z was coming through when Zero came through. You know, like it was crazy. Word. Yeah. The grassroots. My girl and you already know. I just remember going to Houston because I would always well going to Texas because I was always performing at Texas AM and I would always like snatch up the Houston mixtapes when I was out there. And so, you know, it's just it was a time. Chameleon Air, like I remember DJ Smalls, like it was a time. I just love when we can talk Definitely. about it was a time. Because literally I just saw like there was a museum, there's a museum that had a discman in in the museum, a Sony Discman, and I'm just like, oh my God. It's coming. It's here. We're getting old. <laughs> it's here. Ooh, it is here. All right. Well, thank you for reminiscing with me, uh, Supreme. 
We got to take a call? We got to take a call, yeah. All right, what's going So on? yesterday we talked about people not taking showers. <laughs> <laughs> and Marla wants to give her a comment. So what do you think, Marla? Back to the shower thing. Three showers a week not. That is not right. I think one shower a day is pretty decent. Especially with the heat. You know, two or three gets cool, but three showers a week, that's not valid at all. That's why I think about the shower thing a minute. Keep it coming with the new news, and I love the show. We're going to keep it coming. After us, listen, we sitting in here in this heat. Need a shower right now. I need a shower right now. You want to do one more call? Let's do one more. All right, we're going to talk to Renee. She wants to talk about splitting the bill when going out with friends. Hey, Renee, what's on your mind? I feel that the whole uh, birthday dinner thing, um, I don't I don't like that situation because I actually went on vacation with friends before for the first time and never, I didn't even know that they were going to be doing it at the end of the bill. I think that everybody should be on the same page going in mm-hmm. up front because they was ordering all kinds of bottles and food, extravagant food and trays. And I ordered something small and I just don't feel that it's fair that you don't let the person know in advance about what you're doing. It's not fair. It's not fair. I mean, I think going on vacation and splitting the bill every time is wild. People get real crazy on vacation. Yes. They like, now you know. You don't need a whole 10-foot charcuterie in LA. <laughs> Stop playing. Not the 10-foot charcuterie. And getting bottles of Ace of Spades. Like, you don't, you don't even drink that much. No. Stop playing. It's flogging. It's flogging. <laughs> well, thank you, Marla. And thank you, Renee. Uh, we would love when y'all call us up, so make sure to hit us up on 855-MANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We got more Amanda Seal Show when we get back, so don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. and learn because I got the word of the day. It's one of my favorite words. Okay. The word of the day is illustrious. Oh, okay. I know that word. For once. I know that word. Dan, let me not clown you. All right. What does illustrious mean? I'll be knowing some of the words. I'll be knowing some of the words. Well, as an alumni of a a historically black college (laughs) university, illustrious is very uh, key to my vocabulary. So to be esteemed is something that's held in high regard, something um, that is um, not, I almost said pretentious. Some people from HBCUs are pretentious. <laughs> um, but it's to be highly regarded, to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. It describes a person or deed that is highly admired and respected. Admired. That's what I was looking for. And you know, if you've ever been to a Smart Money and Black show, then you know that the people are compete. the black spurts are competing to be inducted into the illustrious league of master black spurts. And if you're a real Amanda Seals fan, then you know that I had a little clothing line for 2.2 <laughs> seconds called Illustrious League. Go ahead and bring that back. Yeah. Get some illustrious money. Yeah. No. <laughs> The clothing line thing is is wild. It's a wild it's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. All right, so what do we got going on? Um, what's coming up in the next hour? We're gonna do politicians do the darndest things. Got a little flip with your boy Donald J. Trump. Um, also, in case you missed it, we have some 60 second headlines plus the big up let down. And I heard it's two big ups today, Amanda. It was. It is. So I'm very excited about that because we very rarely 
get to like even have good news. Mm. And so it's like good news, good news. Mm, okay. Yeah. So make sure you stick around for that. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts at. And you can check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast. Side effects of healing after loss with Mia J. Mia J is an entrepreneur. She's a mother and she is the wife of the late young Dolph. And she sat down with us and talked to us about their relationship, about just her process healing after his passing, after his murder. Uh, and also just what that is as a mother and how you go through that with your kids. And I really feel like this is a great episode for everyone to listen to because there's only one thing inevitable about life and that's death. Yeah. So we all need to learn how to deal with it and manage it. And I don't think we're really good at it here in the West. And I think she does a great job of presenting an example for how we can better manage loss and pain and healing and death and grief. So make sure you check that out. And by the way, it's not a sad episode. No, I just want to make that clear. Like, it's not a sad episode. And that's also what's beautiful about it. It's actually very light Mm -hmm. considering the heaviness of the conversation. Uh, You can also check out the episode when it premieres on YouTube tomorrow. If you want to see the visuals uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at Amanda Seals TV. You also can join me tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern where I will be on Instagram Live with a little talk back called Amanda Talks America. I know a lot of people get to hear my thoughts and quips about things, but they want to they want to talk to me directly and they never get a chance to. Well, now's your chance. So set your alarm. 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. I will be on Instagram Live for Amanda Talks America. Make sure you see me there and seals the deal. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. What's good, y'all? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time that we get into... Politicians, Politicians say, say the, the darndest, darndest things. things. All right, what we got today? Well, this time, it ain't really about what a politician was saying, mm-hmm. but it's what they had folks doing. Okay. So a former Trump DHS official, Miles Taylor, is speaking out to reveal how he had to draft national security memos at a first grade level <laughs> so that Donald Trump could understand them. Let's take a listen to how he explains what Trump would have him do to the memos. This 50-page memo that we would normally give to any other president about what his options are is something Trump literally can't read. The man doesn't read. We've got to boil this down into a one-pager in his voice. And so I had to write this incandescently stupid memo <laughs> called something like Afghanistan, how to put America first and win. And then bullet by bullet, I summed up this highly classified memo into Trump's sort of bombastic language because it was the only way he was going to understand. I mean, I literally said in there, you know, if we leave Afghanistan too fast, the terrorists will call us losers. But if we want to be seen as winners, we need to make sure the Afghan forces have the strength to push back against these criminals. I mean, it it was it was that dumb. And that's how you had to talk to him. That is insane. Literally insane. Like, I just really feel like people don't understand that this man is an actual idiot. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not just a uh, narcissist. He's not just, you know, somebody who's like had all this money, but he's an actual idiot, though. He's an idiot and he gets to be in power mm-hmm. because people don't seem to care that he's an idiot. Well, the thing for me, not even necessarily like this, him having to dumb down the language, it was him having to frame the language in a way for him <laughs> to understand it. And the only way he understood it was Is about, if it was his. Right. Is that more so about being adversarial versus like, oh, people are going to be harmed. Or, you know, things that like would move any normal person. Yes, like, yes. oh, we should do this thing because this is the logical thing to do. No. It's like, no, if you don't do this, you're going to lose. That's the only way. That's crazy. 
very and scary that that's the person who's the leader of the free mm-hmm. world, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. No, I, I I don't know about this cat, like who's also out here, like talking and talking and talking because like, well, he was in there. Yeah. So what, what, what are we talking about now? Yeah. But nonetheless, food for thought. When people say things like, well, he better than Joe Biden or he better than or Trump better than. Trump stop. Better, ain't better than Trump at, at this point. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, we got six second headlines coming up. We do. So we're going to get into that. Plus the big up let down. We got two big ups. That's a nice thing to look forward to. So don't go anywhere. See Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Hey y'all, see Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And uh, we're about to head on out of here. We are. What, what, are we, what did the people miss? Well, we talked about um, Bronny James, the son of NBA superstar LeBron James, recovering from a cardiac arrest that happened during a practice at USC. Uh, we also gave two big ups to Dwayne and Rock Johnson because he's doing big things out here. Sure is. Fig- figuratively and literally. <laughs> yeah, yes. we also gave a shout out to the six states who are passing bills to provide universal free lunch to students. So let's talk about some of our memories, Amanda, from the lunch. Room or not being in the lunchroom, you was, on the beach. <laughs> you was on the beach. You gotta, you gotta go back and listen to figure out what the beach was. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but shout out to the good times. Shout out mm-hmm. to nostalgia. We also had a little moment where you just talked about like the whole mixtape era. Y'all don't know if y'all wasn't there, but if you were there, you're gonna want to listen to that. All right. So make sure if you missed any part of the show, you go to wherever you get your podcast and check us out. Also remember, you can check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses, Side Effects of Healing After Loss. Uh, and also, make sure that you, if you want to talk America with me, that you set your calendars. I will be on Instagram Live tomorrow, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, talking about this state of the nation with y'all. We're going to bring people up, get people's point of view, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a good time. Letting you know now, you come up and you're disrespectful, I'm going to block you. I'm not going to engage with you. I know that's something that people would love to see, but it's not going to happen. All right. Now, coming up on Thursday's show, we'll have another round of 60-second headlines. It's also going to be group chat Thursday. We'll have a group chat every hour. Uh, we'll be talking about... What is something we'll be talking about in our group chat? We're going to be talking about how parents kind of have to, like, change the way they approach schooling their kids with these recent, you know... Yeah, um, man. Lots on education in Florida and so many other states, I'm sure, we'll try to follow. We're in a time, y'all. We are in a time where we are watching our liberty, our civil liberties be snatched up from beneath us and we are also watching a concerted effort at erasure of the actual facts of truth not just about history but about the present and even with the book banning you know about the future so I really want us to talk more about that and how we are as parents as a tribe as people as a community combating that so we'll get into all that as well as many other topics on our group chat Thursday tomorrow most likely is going to be in the mix so Jeremiah is going to hand out a seal show superlative all that and more on the Amanda Seal show remember we are each other's business when we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe. Y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.